You are listening to the Firecracker Podcast with Tony Rico. All right, we are back again in the studio with Firecracker coach Danny Schneider. Daniel. Daniel Schneider. <laughs> you know, so uh, Dan's uh, coaching, uh, uh, Daniel, come on, Dan, I'm, you're, you're <laughs> yeah, Danny to me. Bellflower, but. you can say Danny. <laughs> well, how about uh, with your the political aspect of your life? Is it Daniel? Yes. So when you're running for president someday or governor, is it mm. vote for Daniel Schneider, vote for Dan, vote for Dan? It'll be uh, vote for Daniel. That's Absolutely. Do you have to think about that? No, no. But if you're from Bellflower, it's Danny. So. Well, I kind of think, you know, for me, it's like vote for, vote for Danny. Right away, I like you. Like, that doesn't really? sound threatening. I don't, like, Danny is not threatening. Danny Dan sounds Dan, like a 72-year-old I'm, I'm barber. Like, mm, like Bobby Brady. Yeah. There's no threat there. Yeah, I wasn't going for the Bobby Brady. <laughs> Good thing I'm not your <laughs> yeah, can't, You're my campaign manager. <laughs> and we probably Vote for that. Bobby Brady. Okay, well, I'm going to go with Dan then. We're All right, gonna, cool. We're going to go with that here. You, you so uh, uh, Dan's coaching our, our organization, and, and uh, we we connect on different levels. So part of this is we grew up in the same town, Bellflower. So you know, I uh, wanted to bring you in and get a little bit of, of your background, but then also talk about how you've really added to what we try to accomplish in the firecracker uh, organization and that is allow people to have a platform to really bring forth purposeful type things right and so going back to the roots of bellflower the friendly city yeah right do they still have that on the sign yes is it still it's uh, yep yeah. still it's have fam the... family that lives there yes i do still have family that lives there so right by clark bowling alley is that still there uh you know still what? I don't, a big I don't empty know. building i think it's empty i don't think the bowling alley's there but the building's there used to go play pinball there i used to track and field with the pencil yeah yeah that's it yeah all day so that was uh that's part of it and so you grew up there that's where you grew up and just tell me quickly what was it like growing up you had some brothers you had some what was your what was your living situation where'd you come, yeah, where'd you come so, from yeah so um love city of bellflower um bellflower is uh great memories uh, i grew up uh, off ryan street like we were talking about earlier mm -hmm. uh, by angelo's tiki's all that good stuff so, I, had, I had two adopted brothers, um, both African-American. Mm -hmm. um, we had a very unique childhood being in Bellflower. So uh, we grew up together, learned together. You know, I learned their culture. They used mine. Instant um, challenges outside of the house? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, back then, that probably wasn't as acceptable as it is now. So, right. um, But uh, still loved my childhood. Loved Bellflower, um, everything that... St uh, Bellflower stood for so. So would you would would you say you got out of it as far as the diverse childhood that you had with? You know, I think uh, what was the biggest thing that me and my brothers got out of it is that we just uh, evolved into not seeing anybody for their color of their skin or their race. Um, they probably didn't realize that they were actually black mm -hmm. until they were like tenth grade. Mm -hmm. I probably didn't realize I was actually white until I was a freshman in college. So when, when we, socially things were, yeah, were when, right. Yeah. Right. So we just were us. I mean, we were very unique, uh, very eclectic. All of our music taste are, you know, going to certain churches, eating certain foods. You know, it was great. It, it, it taught us uh, um, how to not judge others mm -hmm. uh, for the color of their skin, just for who they are. So pretty strong personality type guys. Um, you know, no. right there with you or uh, is that a uh, my oldest brother, Billy was pretty strong-minded. Uh, then there was me. I was more the mischievous one. And then my brother, Sean, is soft. So Where, where were you age-wise? 
Uh, I'm the youngest, so yeah. I had the challenge. Both great. They were both phenomenal athletes, and I wasn't. So I just worked harder than both of them and became the best athlete in the family. So did you brothers. start up uh, <laughs> with no question? Yeah. <laughs> so when uh, when you first started uh, as your own path of ball was that mm -hmm. little league stuff, Bellflower, and up through high school, what was your? Yeah, it was mostly uh, uh, parks and recreation. Like we did a lot at uh, Thompson Park. Yeah. Um, for that pool pass. Yeah, yeah. Get that twenty five cent pool pass, and then go get the uh, chocolate dipped ice cream. Yep. Um, but it was all parks and rec. Then we got into little league about ten. Um, didn't really play too much Pop Warner. In any of us, we just couldn't afford it. And then once we got into high school, all of us played all three sports, uh, baseball, basketball, football. My brother, Sean was a standout. He had, you know, he got, uh, and he got drafted by the Seahawks and then went and played in Canada. My goodness. Um, but he's staying in, uh, he went and played college in Utah. Uh, my brother, Billy was a phenomenal football player. Football was my favorite sport. I just wasn't as good as they were, but I was better at baseball. So mm. stuck to baseball. Went and played a little bit in college and then found out I couldn't hit a slider. So decided to hit an underhand slow pitch. <laughs> so no sliders. So got into that pr pretty quick, slow pitch? Yeah. As soon as I got out of college, uh, our Mizuno guy at Long Beach State was uh, Rob Wilkois. Mm -hmm. So Rob was on Great a slow guy. pitch team. Uh, went to Arizona for a weekend tournament, did well. And then the next weekend we went to Kansas, did well, and then stayed with them for probably you know, 10, 15 years and then Played another eight or so with uh, JK Inc., my JK Inc. family. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and then uh, had two daughters, and then now I'm coaching. Got married at what age? 31. 31? Yeah. And your wife is? Uh, Anna Yelly. Mm -hmm. So she's a little bit younger than myself. Unique name. Um, yes. She's from Zacatecas. So it is no a unique kidding. name. No kidding. Yes. Uh, our family's the, the, crazy. The connections are just like crazy. That's where my dad's family's from. Stop so it. So the March of the Zacatecas. Are you kidding me? That's like, that song comes on, the whole family goes crazy. Oh, yeah. I can, yeah. I don't yeah. even have to tell you then. Yeah. That is awesome. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Uh, where's she from? She's uh, originally from Fontana. So now uh, I work in Fontana, but we live so in Rancho. That's the, that's the that's connection. That's yeah. there, there you go. Yep. So I, I have mentioned to a couple of people that, uh, if they care or not, um, there were not an abundance of college-bound examples of, uh, for us growing up in, not for me growing up in Bellflower. So the ambition of what we wanted to do, there wasn't a ton of it. There wasn't a, you know, if uh, I wasn't, honestly, if I wasn't a ball player, it wouldn't have happened. I, I just would have went into the working world, provided for a family. There were a lot of hardworking people. What was your, um, you know, you said you dabbled in college, played a little bit, but did you know what you wanted to do? Did you kind of, what were your first couple of employments? What did you, and, and because the path to the political is what I'm, mm -hmm. what I want to get to. What, was there anything between that? And when did that start the concept of helping the community? I mean, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's an interesting place to be. So it, uh, anyone who knows me knows where that all stemmed from. And it was one person, uh, Chuck Fernandez, who was the supervisor of Thompson Park. So uh, really? We grew up at Thompson Park. We always would get in trouble. Um, you know, as kids would do in fourth, fifth, sixth grade. Um, and then once we got uh, into fifth grade, he was my coach. Um, and that man was very driven. Uh, but he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. So he pulled me aside. This man would go to the gym with me at 10 o'clock at night, shoot free throws till 2 in the morning. Uh, and all it was about was wow. work ethic, um, morals, uh, pyramid of success. I had to memorize that thing inside and out when I was in sixth grade. Uh, and then eventually he hired me in parks and recreation when I was a junior in high school. 
uh, maybe a senior. Um, and then, you know, kept pushing me to go, you know, apply for another job in the city of Cerritos. And then I went to Cerritos, worked there for four years. And then same thing. He would just so keep you say pushing me. There. So, so going to school and working? Yes. Yeah, I was working 39.5 hours. That's how they kept us out of being yeah. full-time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'd work 39.5 hours in Cerritos, and I had 18 units. Wow. It was crazy. At what age? At uh, 22 through 26. It took me a little bit of time to... But more graduate. purposeful, right? I mean, because... Yeah, because I was doing something. It wasn't like right. I was just sitting in school. I mean, I was actually getting work experience and learning the political side of things. And then uh, Chuck just kept pushing and pushing and then ended up in Rancho full-time like three months after my graduation. Uh, worked there 20 years and then now City of Fontana. What, was it? Was it what you saw you could do to help community was it uh was it like security related hey it's it's something that i can i can find security in like what was the originally what was the what kind of pulled you what, in and did you enjoy it uh from the get-go I, I obviously um chuck is a guy that you emulated and mm -hmm. was there some like hey i want to do what he does or i want to be like him because that's kind of what that role model does or yeah that's exactly what it was i mean initially when I, you know, started in that field, I don't think I saw myself in that field. I was right. going to teach, coach, do, you know, right. do all that kind right. of stuff. But, um, you know, I just wanted to be him. You know, that was my mentor. That was my role model. And I was like, I'm, you know, I'm just going to be just like Chuck, but better. So I was always competing yeah. to be uh, him. And then once I got into it, I really started realizing uh, how much I liked and enjoyed giving back. And it was almost like a selfish type thing because I would do for others and they would be like, man, you're so, you know, that's nice. You're very giving. But I was, I loved the way it made me feel. Right. So I said, you know, I got to find a job that I can continue to do this. And I started student teaching um, and it was a little bit of a challenge, a lot of politics and right. teaching. Right. Um, and I thought to myself, well, you know, I'm going to try this city government stuff out and then a lot of politics and city government as well, but um, I was playing the slow pitch softball, and uh, Rancho was uh, offering me a position of four tens Monday through Thursday, so I can still travel on the weekends. Mm -hmm. So it all worked out. Kind of worked out. Um, found my niche, and then like like I tell my girls all the time, if you can find a job that you love to do, then you're you know that whole quote, you're never going to work a day in your right. life. And I truly feel so easy to like, pass over, but oh, when you're in it, my God, it makes it's a, it, it's a, it, it's a, it's a richness that, that is, is not tangible. Mm -hmm. It's a, it, because it's a quality of life, right? Absolutely. It's life changing. If you, if you can find a job that you love to go to, you got it made, right? You know, money will come. Is Chuck still alive? Yes. Talk to him all the time. Retired. Uh, he's retired from the city of Bellflower. Still, uh, grinds on me pushes me good though to this day yeah. so so with with entering the 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 political world i mean you know we didn't have a lot of behavior standards in in um in bellflower so i had mentioned plenty of times my first year of college mostly what i heard was rico we don't do that here okay exaggerate a little bit but that's basically was the message we don't do that here Absolutely. we don't do that here so what was that like for you and the you know what it was uh did you adjust pretty easily or were you, there was, was nah, there, did you, were there? unfortunately, uh, it was a little more challenging than I thought. I would um, imagine, you know, just a challenge for any, any ungroomed person as far as profession goes. And now you take a young person, now you take a young man, now you, you take an alpha, now you take, and it's, it's, 
it's saying what you feel. It's oh, absolutely. I mean, I still, still to this day, I'll, I'll get some people that will look at me a little different when I say a certain word, and they'll say, "Man, that's uh, what was the quote? Uh, earthy. It's very earthy of you." And I'm thinking to myself, "Nah, you just found out that I might come from a little bit of a different yeah. area than you do." Yeah. But uh, it took a lot of adapting, um, learning. Uh, just like this whole softball thing, right. you know, I, I'm very humble to the fact that I don't know everything, you know, so I'm just trying to learn off all these guys that did it before me and guys that want to help me. Same thing in city government. I just looked to other people that were doing it the right way and just tried to emulate them. I have a buddy of mine that's in the city of Cerritos, Carlos Espinoza. Shout out to Carlos. Uh, he's another guy that I try to emulate because he's so polished. Right. So it helped me. Uh, he, and believe it or not, he came from Linwood. So he had a little bit of, yeah, the wood. So, but so gosh, just think how fortunate to have those examples. And what if you didn't, you know, and, and for a lot of people, they don't. Right. So part, part of this message also to our, uh, I think we're up to 15 listeners or 20, but you know, that we're, we're influencing, you know, toughest thing is a softball coach to quickly kind of jump into that is, you know, we get competitive. So when you get competitive, there's a natural thing that if you're ungroomed, untrained, then competitive can be back to second grade recess. And there we are. And then we're not the best examples of, you know, things. So, so bringing that into the softball world and, and helping people understand the importance of behavior standards, there's a place to be who you are. You know, you and I were who we are before we went on air. You know, there's a place, uh, we, we have some players on our team that, um, we have a picture that she's, she's a man, I hate to say that great kid, right? Cause you hear, you hear that her personality, she, you want to be around her. She's, she's fun at parties, you know, but teaching her to be, um, the, that field demeanor and for her to understand that being known as being goofy or whatever it is, that's fine. But when you're at work, there's a posture, there's a certain something. Part of that is self-preservation, you know, in certain mm -hmm. occupations, it's how you carry yourself and stuff like that. So, so did it take you a, a few years, uh, to kind of, you know, um, kind of understand the behavioral pocket because politics is a play, right? It's a, yeah, yeah, it's definitely a play. Um, it took probably a solid six years that I was in Cerritos. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I, again, great mentors, Carlos, Joe Mendoza, they really polished my skills. So then by the time I got to Rancho, I felt like I was, you know, I was in my spot mm -hmm. and I was ready to go. And like you said, I'm still, you know, Danny from right. Bellflower, right. but right. you know, I'm now Daniel right. and, uh, right. have my little political setting. And right. Which is awesome. I, you know, I think again, if, if we were talking to 12 year old boys and just, just again, laying something in front of them. You know, I know for myself, if you put it in front of me and told me I had to have it, I didn't want it. It was just automatically I was going to reject it. It was just really, I was not an easy guy to get to. And, and, uh, so, so what does crack that nut? What does get through to that person? And so when we're communicating with people, haven't you found that those, those people are the ones that you really like to the challenge of being able to, to get them to feel something or see something mm -hmm. or, uh, and about themselves. Cause you would even mention, you know, Chuck saw something in you, you didn't see in yourself. Right. Oh, absolutely. And in the end, it was just the truth of who you are and what you're meant to be. I sit here in this office and no matter wh who comes in here, the family, what's going on in softball, uh, uh stress, I always tell them, 99.999% assurance that the truth is going to be the best part about this. I don't even know your truth, but if we get to that, usually what distorts and why you're not happy is how you react to all these crazy things that, you know, that go on in softball. Um, so how many years in politics now? 
Um, got, got a few under your belt. 28. Ooh. 28, yeah. And what do you still hope Started to do? Started when I was 12. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, I would like to uh, possibly run uh, a department in the city, like a department head. Um, that would be my next promotion. Not quite sure about uh, my aspirations to do anything further than that. I, I've dabbled a little bit on some boards and committees and not quite sure I'm a city city council type guy, even though I love Rancho and I'm passionate about the city that my kids are growing up in. But for right now, I just have so much invested in my girls right. that I spend you know, pretty much all my free time on them, right. developing them as opposed to you know, being on a political spectrum. So you'd so. already played, you'd already played s slow pitch and you you know, so you have, you have that, right. You got your career and you got mm -hmm. the things you're doing and you're playing extremely high level and you're doing some great things. And, and now your daughter asked to play. She, I mean, yeah, she, because, because all of a sudden now your time is compromised and you're not playing as much slow pitch. And yeah, I wasn't real, uh, to be honest, I wasn't a, a fan of travel yeah. softball. So, so how did it start? How'd you, uh, we created our own, a uh, team called Lady Aces, me and a buddy of mine, Danny and Salazar. Rec ball? It was rec ball, and then we went to San Dimas because you could bring your own team. Mm -hmm. uh, and we definitely created our own identity. We said we're not going to get into the travel world and this and that. And then, you know, you, you, eventually your daughter says, look at them. They have this. Right. And so we took her out. They joined the Firecracker team. Um, about mid-season, it dissolved. Um, but there was a lot of girls on the team that, you know, put in a lot of work and we wanted to finish off that year. So I said, look, I'll just do, I came met with you. I said, I'm going to finish off this year. That's it. And then and, and I think four I, years later, I'm still here. Well, but I think, I think our industry is, you know, I would advise someone don't be, um, pessimistic and resentful, but be skeptical and don't trust anyone until they earn that until they earn that from you. So you, if you're smart, you come in, you know, the biggest thing we see, and then you have enough time, I think right now to see this are the people that think that they know what to expect and they know what's going to happen. And then they, they don't realize that they're in the middle of the worst part of the emotional part of our, of our industry. And so I think it, that's good. And so you getting in the firecrash was that Danny, that, uh, Salazar, that, how did that start with the firecrackers? Um, you know, that, just, that first step of actually it was just him and I. We met uh, a, a couple other families that were on the current firecracker team, and they said you guys should come out. We went out. The girls enjoyed it, and that's pretty much all that. So mattered. there's already a bridge through some people that yeah, you know, so but pro probably didn't know as much about the organization as you know. And so how did that start to unfold? Because you know we can get to the part that that how. I try to, and I hope you can attest to this, you know, again, we've all got our personalities. There are alphas, there are guys that have success, different backgrounds and stuff. But the management style that I've had, you know, never pulled you in here, try to tell you what to do, uh, try to impress you with where you're at. And so I'm always curious on how someone comes in, even, even if they should be skeptical and go, you know, there's something here. Like, you know. Yeah. So the initially when we started coaching, I think, the again, the slow pitch connection kind of helped. Uh, uh, Robin here mm -hmm. uh, contacted me and I knew her through slow pitch and for okay. many years mm -hmm. she knew Will Coys and everything and she just said hey you know you need to get a little organized just a little guidance then All right. yeah she she Which really big too right she was huge huge so she took That's me under awesome. a wing and said I'm gonna send you these forms you got to fill it out here's how it works um, and then I did not know this oh yeah mm -hmm. I, I yeah I was at Dick's Sporting Goods buying some scorecards 
and wow. talked to Robin for about 30 minutes. Wow. So, uh, Robin Ferris, my goodness, yeah. I got And I didn't know anything. I'm like, yeah. so what do you mean? I got to, you know, do this, is, pay what, this monthly. Yeah, you know, what I'm like, what? yeah, what the hell? So is I didn't know, this? I didn't sure. know anything. So, sure. uh, she was huge. Um, then the season, you know, went on for a couple months. Uh, found out you were in charge of it, found out our connection, talked to you. And I think the best part of, uh, this organization, I, I think everyone's got their own place. You know, I have right, friends sure. that are, I mean, just it's like morning, restaurants or bands or anything. Everyone's this morning I was just right, texting uh, right. Gendro this morning, SoCal Athletics, great right. guy. You know, right. we have all these connections with all these other coaches, Ohana, E1, and great. But the reason why I liked what was going on here is because you were always up front with me and you said, you know, I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z. You know, I'm going to let you be yourself. Now, you've been uh, very... Um, um, uh, instrumental in our uh, team vision or what I like to say is our identity. You've embraced it. You've allowed us to be who we are. Um, how would you say I found that space of how to be there when you need me and not so far away that uh, you don't feel like I'm, I'm accessible because it's, it's, it's like I said, it's kind of a, with each team, what do you, I need you to know that I'm here for anything you need, yeah, but, but you I want to be in your um, space. Yeah. But see, uh, I've had this discussion too with a few, uh, coaches in the Inland Empire, but it's not about, you know, when you're the CEO or the director or in local government, you're the department head, whatever the case may be, you're not going to be able to be in the weeds right. with all these different right. divisions, right. you know, the public works division, the what, right. you know, you're looking at the global picture. So what I used to always tell these guys is don't be intimidated or afraid to call. Like I always call, you know, I'm like, Hey man, I need some help. My girl's need a little attention. We'll drive down on a Thursday. Can you talk to them about X, Y, and Z? They come down here, they get all fired up. The parents love it. But that's me reaching out to you because I need that for my girls. So I think that's a really good point, even for myself. Do you think that that's what keeps it? So in my management style, which again, these podcasts, you know, uh, I always tell people, look, put it on in your car and when it doesn't interest you, turn it off. You know, but it's, it, they start to engage because we talk about things that they relate to. And so, if coaches that are listening to this right now in our organization realize that um, I would never want it to seem like I'm unapproachable or this or that. And interesting that you said that because where I sit in the director's chair, because what you find out when you be, go from the soldier and you move on up the ranks, you're used to doing the work. You're used to hitting the ground balls. You, you, you have a, and, and then next thing you know, you're on the road and you're kind of killing yourself because you're trying to meet everyone's, um, kind of not, not attention needs, but that, because you have to build relationships with people, right? Absolutely. And, and at what point does the growth of what we're doing get so vast that it doesn't make sense to physically try to be in 22 States and, you know, and, and, but the message of, man, I'm here for you guys, like and ladies, and I'm here for everyone. So I just think that that, that's an interesting thing to, for people to hear here. Yeah. And so how you tapped into that. You, uh, unfortunately, uh, the success of, softball travel softball firecrackers um stiz said it best uh, on a uh, he did a podcast for the bat busters and he said the growth has happened so quickly that he you know he was like you know sometimes that's a little bit of a challenge yeah. um in your situation I, I don't necessarily think that you're unapproachable uh, but someone like myself when i first came into this field and i didn't know anybody i would see i went to that angel game with you that yeah. one time yeah. it was you Brashear, yeah. and all these yeah. big name guys and i'm sitting in there like yeah what you know what am i doing here man so it gets to a point where you have to get past that and understand that 
you know, all these guys are accessible. Every, every single person that I've reached out to or that I've tried to, you know, uh, learn from has been great right. in the organization The uh, Holcomb night, you know, we played them, they, they put it on us a little bit. Um, but our girls love the competition. Um, they were, they were super cool, right? Super cool. Very respectful. Talk well, to look, look at even the night in the, in this, in the, uh, at, at angel stadium. And, and, you know, again, politics at some point you're going to bring a, a, a younger person just getting into the arena or whatever age Absolutely. they're in, but then you're going to, Hey, look, I'm going to take you to this and just, just, just let, it could be, Hey, just watch, don't yeah. say anything, watch, or it could be, we're going to bring, so I brought you in to see how you were, which you, yeah, you, yeah. you fit in perfectly oh, uh, because great you know, it's a persona type type yeah. uh, uh, situation. And, but that was a little bit of too, because I look at it as, um, empowering people and creating a line of success is, is I guess that you have to hear it, right? Is what I just like live for. So if I throw four touchdown passes and you could have had two more and you didn't, that's where we got to be better. And so to see the success, to see people doing what they're doing, I can't explain it to people. Like, you know, you talk about community service work and, yeah. and, and working for others. This is really is service because, because I am here and I want to, to help you get where you need to be as every coach and every team, however this works, not shoving it down, but when you get there, when these little, some, there's all different levels of success, behavioral, right? Just learning to professionalize your stuff. You know, to be a, a player, a high level player, and to be humble enough to be able to say that someone put one on us. See, guys in softball, and I'm gonna say guys, can't say that. Like there's so many right away, well, you know, we didn't have a pitcher. Or, and, and they do that thing, right? Instead of like, you know what? It was an education. In order for me to get where I'm going to be, I know I have to continue to get this education. My story is, in order, how I got where I'm at, that education was there. For every one of these trophies, these guys beat us first, taught yeah. us something. Uh, you know, it didn't feel good. So that that part of it, I think, and, and utilizing the network, I think is huge because now, four years? This is going to be, yeah, four years. And, boy, your team is not in the same place that it was four years ago. No, no. Uh, not, not like you said, not behaviorally, uh, not uh, off the field, but definitely not on the field. I mean, there was situations where we played in a pgf one here our first year 12s and i remember uh one of brashear's team was beating us i think it was 16 nothing with no outs in the first inning we, i mean we couldn't even finish games and we talk about it because i try to explain to these girls kind of like we were talking about bellflower don't forget where you yeah. come from and yeah. the lessons that you've learned uh we just had a, a game this past weekend we won 16 nothing and we were teaching the girls like be respectful. Humility, Try, right? Yeah. Be, you're in the other yeah, dugout. How yeah, would you feel if you're in the absolutely. other dugout? Right? You actually were at a game that we were very successful on, and we were putting it on a team, and my girls got a little bit uh, overexcitable, and I try to always tell them, remember how you felt in that dugout three years ago when we were three wins and 33 losses because it wasn't intentional on their part it's a, it's it's a lack of awareness uh, you know if you're extremely empathetic you're always aware of how other people feel and there's all different levels of empathy so it's in in the team aspect it's putting yourself when you're fortunate enough to be on that good end mm -hmm. you put yourself on the other side of it and you just realize what would you be okay with on the other side of mm -hmm. it you have to respect that they're good you have to respect they're doing this uh, do they need to all blow themselves up like <laughs> a, you know bomb at the home plate enough and a ninth home run. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just stuff like that. Yeah. And they are young still, yeah. but yeah. that's what we're here to teach them. Yeah. And yeah. they're, they're learning it. Right. But, uh, but I think that um, going through those difficult times uh, makes it that much more special for these girls. And again, 
I mean, we're going on our fourth year and we probably have one girl who's on her first year. I mean, all these girls have been together for so long. So that that's a, that's a key component of this mm-hmm. because again, a core principle, build a culture, mm-hmm. you know, build that foundation. It doesn't happen overnight. You know that, and you've done that. And you just posted a picture of uh, uh, your parents barbecuing in the parking lot. Was it at Rosetta? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and we, that, that whole thing that I remember you had mentioned to me that like my parents go to have a good time. And I saw that and they did yeah. that such a huge, important part of the message to people stepping into this arena with their priorities of look, you know, our kids want to get scholarships. People want to play for me to know that I'm in the right tournaments. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I get that, but here you've held down families now for three to four years and, and you're not, you're not ranked in the top 10 yet. No. You know, you're not, it's not about any of that. So not in what scoring, would you, not in wins and you, losses. Right. Not but what would you say to all of these coaches that also don't have the wins and losses that they can win what, that they can do what, because you're doing this ahead of the ones with the wins and losses. The ones that are keeping players on wins and losses have to win to keep them. Once you do it this way, see, this is, this is kind of our background. Once you do it this way, the wins just add to what they already don't want to leave because they're in a place that they want to be at. Right? Yeah. You, you said it best right there. Like, you, you know, that Lucas can just wrap that up right there. That was, <laughs> that was perfectly said. Um, and it's, but uh, honestly, there's a uh, uh, guy by the name of Simon Sinek. And he always talks about like, what's your why? You know, what's your why? Like Apple and all these companies. Um, and for us, when we first started, I thought everyone says, you know, what they do. You know, we're a softball team. This is how we do it. We play like this and that. Why we do it? Because we're going to win. We're going to get D1. We're going to, you know, and that's all results driven. Right. We, it's, and it's a natural path. To it's a natural path. Most everyone does it. Yeah. Uh, when you're three and 33, I don't think we're going to sell our product <laughs> like that. So we flipped the script and went the opposite way. So there's so many times where I will say my girls are going to be here volunteering for your company and doing things in the community services field. They have no idea we're a softball team. So it's, I always tell them that this is these are my girls. We're teaching them life, life lessons. We're trying to teach them how to be future CEOs and this and that. Right. And then by showing them work ethic, showing them experience and uh, humbleness and all that through sport, they're a softball team. Right. That's the last thing that they know about us. There's companies right now literally that my girls volunteer for that don't even know they're a softball team. So so we're, 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 we're going to head that direction now because in the end – Softball. I mean, oh, we're soft, I'm a softball coach. I'm yep. like, hey, we want to win a softball championship. I, I don't mean to be disrespectful to our own industry. That's not it, man. That's not it. That's not it. You know, I remember playing for a program and hearing a coach pull something out of a drawer and say, look, this is from a guy that's in his 30s now. When he was playing, he was a great shortstop. But this is what he's I, I remember so clearly. And I remember being 18 going, cool, coach. You know, can I get in the cage? And and <laughs> and seeing seeing the, the players grow up and and that realization of com- the community aspect of this, Danny. Nobody's doing Daniel, Dan. Uh, nobody's doing this like like you're doing it. And I think it's just it's so powerful because it's what sport can be. It's what softball can be. It's what your team can be. Um, initializing the community service work with with your team, uh, where they. I would imagine it took him a couple to kind of grasp it, you know, new kind of like the camera in front of people. It's, it's different at first, right? Uh, I would imagine they just run with it now. Yeah, absolutely. They're, it was, a, they're it very was experienced. It was assigned to them as 12 year olds. Mm-hmm. First year, 12. What was second. the first, first project? You did oh that? man. Um, first project we did was at Quake stadium. 
we worked for the Quakes and we passed out brochures and pamphlets in the the corridor and then the Quakes uh, let us come in for free and gave us you know some uh, time up on the scoreboard and then the Alanos, uh, uh, Alyssa, great the, people, Alyssa, yes, right, the yes, oldest, yes. she got to sing the national anthem. And, oh man, and what she, a she family! You want to talk about firecracker family? So, yeah, and then what was great about that is that evolved into one of our girls ending up singing the national anthem yeah. the next year. So, but that was our first, uh, I would say, volunteer event, and that was like a month or two after we got going. But what's been awesome now is now these girls contact me. Yeah. And our girls are like, or even parents. I had a parent the other night text me, there's a polar plunge in Big Bear. I think the girls should do it for your Special Olympics because they have a connection with Ralph, one of our challenger players in the in the out in the IE. Um, but now it's almost like these girls are telling me, like, hey coach, it's time I for I would us imagine to do they, they feel part of certain things because they've they've so it's like the Dodger uh um, Dreamville. Or, yes. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. That is that was amazing. I was able to be there, and that was, that yeah, was see, special. And like you said, it, it kind of makes them um, believe they're a part of something special. Like when they to me, it looks like that because I've 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 followed you. So when yeah. I see them, you, you you see that they've they've done it enough, the familiarity that they're not just completing an assignment. That your kids are no, not in that that situation not anymore. anymore. No. No. And that's no. what's that's what gets me fired up. Yes. Is because. I'll say like, I'll be thinking to myself, like we, we got to do something. It's been a while. And then all of a sudden one of them will send me something like, Hey, we saw this. Can we do this? Whatever the case may be. Um, but it's, it's really gratifying to me that my girls will, you know, they look for opportunities now. Um, and it's great because when they go, it's awesome because it's not like they just like, we, we did one at Thanksgiving where they got to serve food for those that are a little bit less fortunate. Um, and they were busting their butts. They were working hard. And then we had a, a parent and a sibling that said, hey, do you mind if I stay? And so it, it's just, uh, it's been great. Um, and again, it's a little bit where um, they have learned that they're getting so much out of giving. So sometimes it's not really just the giving, it's what they're getting in return. Right. Um, but they've, it's, it's a great life lesson, man. These kids are, these girls are really developing into true public servants. So who helps you, you know, kick the projects off? Is it you and your wife? Are you handling most yourself? Are you delegating the people are doing key things? Who's helping you accomplish some of these things? Cause you're, you've got quite a few under your belt now with the team. Yeah. Um, it's really everyone on the All team. The parents. Yeah. Collectively. Yeah. I mean, we have, like you said, when you created this identity and you know, these people came to this team, I never sold them goods on like, Hey, we're going to win PGF and right. only one team is going to win PGF. But the other, you know, or win TCS World Series when we were there. But all of us combined, you know, can give back or can create this whole network of individuals that are trying to raise all these girls the right way. Um, and like I said, right now we're blessed, man. All these firecracker teams that reach out, the Florida team. I always forget how to say his name, Boudreaux or whatever. Bordeaux. Bordeaux, there Bordeaux, you go. Yeah. They're, they were, again, man, it's just so, there's a lot of respect out there. Uh, some the of network. Other, yeah, and all these other organizations, they'll contact me now and say like, hey, you know, uh, we had an explosion team that contacted us. Hey, when are you guys going to do another Challenger Special Olympics volunteer? Can can we be a part of it? And I'm like, yeah, you know, absolutely. So um, I think this is important, too, because, you know, I, if there can be at least one person in every operation that is a forward thinker like this, because part of the 
guidance that is needed is to help the teams and people that seem to be doing the same place, same thing, and they get burned out and then they're spending money tournament after tournament, but the, the fulfillment's not there. And so getting creative and uh, creating an idea to do something with collaborating with, it doesn't have to be our own organization. You know, We're, we're an industry that has to learn to only compete on the field. You know, we're all in competition, but I, I never wish bad on any of our competitors. I'm not, if one of the top programs folds, uh, I can tell you 20 years ago, the other top programs would have been happy for that yeah. because of where they were in the, in the food chain. We're all part of what we're doing. So I just think that that, that aspect of it is, is big. And I want people to understand that it's attainable that, yeah. that, and it adds so much more to your, your operation, right? As far as, uh, you know, players realizing why they're in the right spot. It's not for the community service, but that's such a big part of their experience playing for your team. Yeah, and you know how uh, there was a, a saying that we used to say as kids in Bellflower that uh, everybody can eat. So for me, it's the same thing. If these teams want to be a part of it, you know, awesome, let's do it. You know, right. I, I don't care if you're Ohana Tigers, you're E1. I mean, right. we're all just trying to do the same thing and raise these girls right. But, um, yeah, as you mentioned, it's, it's more than um, – just the community service to it it's it's a little bit more of just not so much just the doing right. um but it's the the feeling or the the attitude of wanting to do and that's what's so special with our girls is that they're understanding that there's a bigger picture than softball i mean we did an assignment a month ago or so and or probably two months ago where i said you know tell me some of the colleges that you want to attend write it down tell me why this that i thought you know i was going to get you know, Florida, Auburn, Alabama, right. you know, there were some that said that. Then I had a lot of girls that put colleges that don't even have softball. And I'm like, you know, you're a stud. You know, you don't want to play college softball? And they're like, no, I want to, but, you know, I want to be a marine biologist instead. You know, that's, or I want to be then a nurse. I'm putting this in, in front of softball, not putting softball as the, yeah. right. And, and we've had these conversations where, um, you know, I'm trying to teach you life lessons and I hope one day you're a CEO and, as opposed to, I'm not worried about you being a Hall of Fame Division One. I. I mean, that's an outcome. And right. we try to tell these girls all the time, life is so damn fast. I mean, I'm old now. I'm like, damn. So I try to tell them all the time, just uh, everyone always says, um, trust the process, and which is cool. Right. I like that saying. Right. I use it on occasions too. Um, but I'm more so of like embrace the process. Like everyone's so re result driven. Right. Like D1. Well, my daughter's going to be D1. And right. no, just make memories. Trap. Yeah. So, so part of, again, that message to parents, anyone that's hearing that, uh, you know, for doing what's natural, you're, you're, you're normal. Um, as in so many things, you can't pick up a guitar and play great music without training. We can't, you, you mm -hmm. can't, there's just certain things. You can't become a black belt and wish yourself there in a year and a half. There's experience <laughs> and things that go into it. And so understanding, play the game the right way live the right way it it so much of it can sound like such a crock of crap to someone that is in a different mindset and i can relate to a time in my life where i was like yeah 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 i know absolutely play for this guy and i'm gonna learn to be a man yeah sure i am a man i'm 18 like it's just a natural thing that's why we don't judge anybody that, that's why i, I tell coaches you, you see a dad or you see a coach and there it is you know that whole thing going on and it's not like you need to nobody's going to respond by being told what they're doing wrong which uh you know, quickly, that's just what we do with our players. We tell them what they're doing wrong. 90% of the time, I got so many coaches that think they don't do it, and then you watch them. 
I get it, learn how to identify a problem and take it somewhere. Sometimes it's with instruction, sometimes it's with information, and, and sometimes it's with inspiration. I think when you can inspire someone, and I think about your, your, when I watch your team and I see your operation, that's something that you're able to do too. You know, you're a people person. And so your kids have fun with you, you know, and you let them see that side of you, right? And you, yeah, 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 yeah uh, they, uh, they do have fun with me. They, uh, there's certain things that they like to, uh, you know, uh, make comments on every once in a while I get a little, uh, emotional. Um, not, not that I'm, you know, an emotional guy, but every <laughs> once in a while I get a little emotional and they love, you know, whenever something's special or there's a special moment or I'm talking to them about how I feel about them and how much I love them, you know, I'll get, I get pretty fired up like right now. So we'll probably go to the next yeah, question. That's okay. <laughs> but, uh, no, because I want to know what does <laughs> fire you up about them because, because that's that whole story of their growth and everything. Right. And, yeah. It's not again, man. It's, it's, I like when you get fired. It's, up. it's it, yeah, but I just don't want everyone to see me. Lucas, you'll have to edit this out if I start crying. All right. Um, he'll turn it off. The, uh, it's not about softball, man. It really isn't, yeah. you know, that's like not I, what drives us. Nah. So I, I just love when my girls develop, like with every team, there's issues. You know, my girls are now 14. It's life. Right. Yeah. My girls are 14. So every once in a while, there'll be a couple girls that'll have some issues, a couple especially when they're around each other three, four years. And we're dealing with some stuff right now. We're going to have a meeting tonight, a yeah. uh, little team meeting. But I try to explain to these girls, like, that's part of life. You're going to get a job one day, and you're going to work next to someone, and they're not going to have the same work ethic. They're not going to have the same morals. They're not going to do what you do. They're going to annoy you. They're, they're going to annoy the hell out of you. You're going to wear this perfume or do this diffuser right, or right. whatever the case may be. You can't just get up and walk out and go to another city right. or another job going to have to work with them you're going to have to learn how to adapt and work in that field so um i think a lot of the times when i see these girls uh, like right now they're going through some uh challenges um and i see them articulate themselves to me and i'm sitting there thinking to myself this is amazing that right. two years ago these girls put couldn't even express themselves the way they do right and they'll literally say you know, we need to talk, we need to have a team, and we need right. to make sure we're on the same path right. because we have an expectation out there that's set for us on who we are. Right. And I'm like, dang, and that that's what fires me up right. is that they're learning. Yeah. Like, And trust me, like you said, competitive, I get competitive every once in a while. There's a place for that. Yeah, and every yeah. once in a while that happens. Um, and in the non-professional, because like I said, okay, we're, you're, we're, we're professional right now. We're somewhat in the pocket. Yeah. But, but you know... I, for me, what lives in me is who you are, you know, when we were at Angel Stadium. It's it's that it's the balance of all of that, right? The 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 spastic, hyperactive, never shut up, never sit down, Tony Rico, he's oh, I thought still, you were talking about me. Yeah. Well, there, there's our, our, our relatable <laughs> yeah. story, but that's all I heard growing up from my brothers and sisters, mm -hmm. and not in a negative way. That's just and, and they would say, We didn't say that to you like that, but that message would do you ever just you ever just calm down? You ever just slow down? You ever so a big part of that has allowed us to do what we do because of who we are and and the story of the key influences which we've covered in your story i think is really 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 big because nobody's anything by themselves and and i i believe you understand this when you are doing something and people might talk about what you're doing that is not what drives us uh, telling us what we do even though you acknowledge it and i appreciate that 
but it's knowing what we do for others and it's seeing that in others and it's seeing the change. You know, I, I wanted to make sure in this podcast that with just a quick shout out to my sister Esther that that started the Positively Bellflower uh, um, uh, social media page. Yes, love that page. Be- because it, because the internet is a place for anyone's opinion and, and right now it doesn't, it's just the fact. I'm not judging it is. The fact is you could write, it's a beautiful day and someone will come on and goes, no, it's not. It's not for someone with terminal illness. So why don't you quit thinking about yourself? That's just the reality, right? Absolutely. So for my for Esther to pull off this digital culture where they police themselves, where someone comes in and maybe it's, it's not to disrupt things. Maybe it's something that belongs on the crime page. So then we can argue, well, you don't want to know about the uh, peeping Tom at Thompson Park. And it's like, no, it's not that we don't want to know. When you come here, we want to make you feel good. Mm-hmm. And yes, all of these things in life, but when you come into this, it's like going to your house, coming into this warehouse, going into a digital room and feeling safe. Uh, and then it's for Bellflower because she said, look, there's enough that goes on that people know it's not right. But there are people that have lived here a long time. And what I've done is I've realized, you know, the people in L.A., you know, that 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 went to Fairfax High School, the, you know, manual arts that were back in that when it was a good place. And they're and they're still the grocery store owner. And, they're, you know, that she's not letting that die. Yeah, I love freaking amazing. Yeah, I love that page. Shout out to her. Um, I have a lot of friends that are still in Bellflower uh, that love that page. They always post a guy named Andy Pruder. He's on there all the time. Mm-hmm. Stephanie, you know, all, all the Bellflower High School kids that still live there. But what's nice about it is, like you said, there's a time and place for everything. If there's crime or there's, you know. Send, you and know, a the, place for it. There's a place and for it. And if that. you want to have a page that specifies about what it is that your personal opinion about, mm-hmm. just create your own page. That's Absolutely. the great thing about Absolutely. it, right? I love it, though. It's a, good, it's a great uh, feel-good page. Whenever I'm sitting there thinking about Bellflower, I go to that page, so. Well, and I think how many how Keep many how work. many cities, and I would imagine if we put positively whatever, there's got to be someone that's modeled after it because who would not want to bring that to positively whatever? What, you know, no, there's Pico a bunch. Rivera, Pico, right? You know, there's a bunch. Yeah, if you put it up in the top, like literally, you'll see a list. And I wonder because yeah. uh, she's had it a few years. Um, you know, I wonder how much of it has stemmed off of what's happened in Bellflower. Mm-hmm. The common denominator for all of us: uh, feel good, mm-hmm. make people feel good. Don't need to lie to them about it. The, it's the truth, you know. The the to have things uh, without feeling good results. Yeah, that could be money, could be championships. Uh, I saw, I wouldn't call them empty championships, but I walked into a pretty divisive. It was very impressive. They were very good, um, but it was very divisive. Uh, softball culture in the '90s, and I would call them empty championships. Championships. I'd watch the. I'd watch. Uh, it wasn't all of them, just a couple examples. So people are like, oh, you're talking about something. <laughs> um, but I just go, that's, that's all it is, man. Like if they didn't win that. Yeah. The, it, the, what they're doing was was not, and, and I get the competitive things, right? But it's not Green Bay Packers. Yeah. You know, 14-year-olds, it's 16-year-olds. And I would just think, and then and then something that really stood at me was at an airport and watching, a, uh, I, I believe the team, the family was leaving the team and the coach was sitting there. And they didn't throw the bat bag at him, but they basically said, here's your stuff. And they walked away. And he's sitting in the airport. He's, he can't carry it on, can't, you know. And he just sat there. What happens in our industry? And I remember thinking, for as crappy as that was, it just happened to him. In two weeks, he's going to be back at it. For probably the 34th year. These c- coaches that coach, you know, year after year. The the, the addiction. Uh, they love helping. It's like umpiring, right? And and now we're talking about thousands of coaches across the country in all different sports. People giving their time. You know, I, I 
you can imagine how many times I get a correspondence of, you know, this coach is misrepresenting, uh, you know, he's going to ruin your organization. Um, where is your play with honor when you allow this one, you know, and, and I get all that because it's a standard that we're putting out there, but it's not a standard to explain to people that everyone has to be at all the time or else you're out of the firecrackers. It's something to pull you towards, it's like happiness. It yeah. doesn't mean that you have to be happy all the time, but if you have this little thing of happiness over here and you realize it's there, you can pull toward, play with honor. Don't forget that. So when you're looking at the umpire, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll just, just to help you think a little bit differently. So, so working with you, my brother on this, you know, is for me, I, I want to be outspoken about that, that that's, that's fulfilling. It's a hundred of these trophies. I mean, it's not even a fair comparison. Uh, this type of work that if there was something after this, you know, it's not about hitting a changeup, which it did on earth. It's, it's, it's the other stuff, all the stylistic stuff, the playing the game, the stuff, your background and playing all that helps to uh, teach the kids how to be a, is there smash sisters? Is there, you know, a, <laughs> I love what you get in your, go to your smash my, brother my, mode, yeah, my little smash house. Yeah. Um, do you tell it your team is like we're gonna in a, in a in a respectful we're gonna we're gonna smash them you're gonna smash it like do you, when you get in the um, mode is that how do, you, the, uh, how do you fire your team up? Uh, I'm glad they're not here. So uh, yeah, for the most part they'll they'll say I'll go out there, and some of the parents like to do like little uh, you know they'll uh, what is it called uh, imitate you imitate or, me yeah. yeah, but um, on occasions I get a little fired up and uh, you know I uh, will start clapping a little bit uh, to them. Um, and if we are, uh, not competing, that's where I get fired up. I don't care about the score. I, I, I sincerely how we're don't. playing the game. Yeah. I just want them to dive, get dirty, bleed, like go hard all the time. And if they're not, um, I get a little bit boisterous and I, I think I'm being intimidating to them and I go out there and I do my stuff. Then later on, they'll be, you know, that's when they come back and they joke, and they're like, hey, your glasses fell off when you get all fired up and um, this and that. But those they are know, classic moments, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know it's all because I love them so much and I just want them to compete in everything they do. And I tell them all the time, I don't care if you're pulling weeds, mowing the lawn, compete and be the best you can be. Just always, always grind and, you know, try to be, you know, try to be the best that you can be. So every once in a while I get fired up. Um, I, w I wouldn't say that. Uh, I like the text I'm you perfect. sent me after we posted the uh, the uh, the piece on the website about your team and community service. And oh yeah, I, I did. I, pu I pulled over and I did. I did, pu I did I push ups. I pulled over on Foothill Boulevard. Pulled over straight up. Pulled over <laughs> right right when right when you sent it to me. Pulled over in front of a. Uh, it used to be a Big Lots. I think it's uh, over by uh, the In and Out off the 15 in Foothill. Pulled over, got out, and anyone that knows me uh, from my you know Bellflower days, I just got out and. Did push-ups right in the middle of the street. <laughs> I didn't care. I was so fired up because my girls, uh, they've put a lot of work in, and you know, I, I was pumped that they got some recognition yeah. that they wanted. So. Well, I want to, I want to, and we want to do a better job of that, and that's yeah. and and about shining that light on, except like all of these people. So, you know, bro, like I said, you pump me up, you fire me up. I'm so glad that uh, you guys are happy, you know, here, and for the time being, whatever. It's, it's a fickle business, so I just say it's, it's no, uh, absolutely. You know, but uh, man, I appreciate everything that you and all of your people are doing, the connections you're making, the growth in four years. Actually, you're you're faster than the normal growth, so you're moving along faster. And uh, I believe again, it's a combination of the core principles, the things you bring to the table some of the guidance that we have in place so to help navigate when you need it 
but keep up the great work, man. I just I really, really appreciate you, all your people. Uh, keep us posted. Keep posting that social media. You guys do a really good job of that. And Thank I encourage you. all the teams to, to do that. Uh, Absolutely. Do you handle most of that? Do you have someone that takes uh, care of it? Yeah, I, I handle that. Okay. I handle our social media. Um, so, uh, and yeah, we try to do a good job of it. So. And so uh, before we wrap it up, any... Any shout outs? Anybody's going to get mad if you, you know, or it's going to like if you, you drop, you know drop a name. Actually, gotta, yeah. Do a little, I'm like, pumped. Let, let I it. actually thought the, Let's uh, do this. when you, you said you podcast, for whatever reason, I thought radio. I totally forgot we were going to be on air. So that's why I told so Lucas. Did you bring like your sponsors? Were you going to do it? Uh, well, no, I, yeah, I am. Gonna, you can do that too, man. Oh, you, got, I, you got about two minutes to just do oh, what, It's all yours. No, well, I, I, you need, I need about two minutes. All right. But um, I didn't realize it was going to be on camera. I totally forgot until I walked in and I saw Lucas and the cameras. And then that's when I thought, so uh, I got to apologize because if would I would you would, have wore something different? No, I would have worked out last week. Oh. I would have tried to, I would have tried to get in shape this next week. Well, <laughs> yeah, see, so, I'm experienced at this. I, yeah, I, I get that. totally forgot. As soon as I walked in, I saw cameras. I'm like, damn, I should have worked out last week. But anyways, yeah, I am going to take this opportunity because I did yes. uh, since we're on film. But um, a little shout out to our sponsors. So first of all, Mizuno, Rob Wilkoy's like we talked about. Man. Great guy. Um, Cerritos Pain Center, Dr. Jesse. Loves lemon cake, takes care of our girls. Thank you. Uh, Quakes, Grant, thank you for always taking care of our girls. KSNN, thank you for all the pieces on our girls. We love it. Mike and Dan Ewart, they're our gold sponsor. Great family. We love it. Um, and then just shout out to uh, um, my coaches, uh, Jason, Angel. They're phenomenal guys. Uh, I couldn't have, you know, I couldn't do any of this without them. And then, um, uh, Steiner, I forgot to mention Steiner earlier when I talked about Robin. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. shout out to him and his wife. They were great to us and awesome. helped us get in, involved. Um, and then just a true, true, thankful appreciation to my parents, uh, um, my grandparents, because you know grandparents, so they have different rules. Yeah. Grandparents can do whatever they want. Um, but my grandparents- They've and earned my, that right. Yes, they have earned that right. But I'm fortunate, my, my parents, grandparents, extended family, Everyone that has built this um, culture, um, you should all be very proud. I'm proud, very grateful to all my parents. Um, we're not perfect by any means. We're a little bit different, um, but we're us. So in a good way, though. Yeah, we're just we're we're us, man. That's, That's awesome, it. Lucas. You could throw a little like piano or violin over that last part, make it a little <laughs> emotional. That'd be cool. Let my girl. Hey. I, I want my girls to cry when they see this. <laughs> You'd be amazed at what he can do, bro. Yeah, that'd be uh, sweet. Hey, listen, uh, if you ever get something, hey, a project you want to share with people, hey, Tony, I want to get in there. I want to talk a little bit about this. I got the, this great community thing. I think people benefit from it. We can do a quick half hour, I think, something like that. So cool. you have an open door in here. You held yourself down. It's beautiful. Really appreciate your time in here, man. Oh, man, all you're right. the best. Keep yeah, up the great it. work, all right? Absolutely. All right, we'll see everybody next yep. time. God bless.